Hi everyone, and welcome to Marvelous WandaVision, where we talk about the Marvelous WandaVision. Good. I'm Matthew, I'm joined as ever by Abby. Hello. And I'm joined by Laura. Hello. So this week has taken us into the 80s. We didn't see a transition to it this time. It just started and was very 80s styly. Um, the episode is called On a Very Special Episode. And Paul's very heavily and directly from Family Ties and another show, the name of which I've just forgotten. Full House. Full House. Thank you very much. Um, family Ties very much in the setup, the styling, the opening credits, and one of the lines in the middle that I went, really? hang on, that's from something. There's a bit where they get, they have the dog uh, and he says, sit Sparky, sit. Good dog. The production company that made Family Ties, Ubu Productions, their stinger at the end is Sit Boo Boo Sit. Good dog. Yes. Oh. I thought you meant you'd like remembered a very specific line from Family Ties, which I thought, wow. Well, this is this is why this is a slightly weird one, because those are not shows I watched. No. I don't even know what Family Ties is. I don't know if I've ever heard of it. What is it? Michael J. Fox was he in it? Uh, I think so. He was the young Republican, think, yeah, wasn't he? I think he? he was like a young obviously he was young. <laughs> uh yeah young republican alex p keaton portrayed by michael j fox um uh the series reflected the move in the united states from the cultural liberalism of the 1960s and 70s to conservatism of the 1980s yeah i don't think i'll catch up with it no uh it's particularly expressed through the relationship of the young republican alex p keaton and his ex-hippie parents Stephen and elise hmm. good Just- <laughs> No one is clamouring to to revisit this. How interesting, then. Just (laughs) made me think of Blossom. All of it, because that was my sort of... Okay. Wasn't Blossom the 90s? Oh, probably. Yeah, I watched Blossom, so it was definitely the 90s. My so-called 90s. Because I'm so young. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So this, we we did think they were probably going to move into a mix of the MCU, Grey World, and people snarking that Abby hated. Um, are we calling it that, the Grey yeah. World? Yes, uh, we are calling it the Grey World. Snarky MCU Grey. Yeah. yeah, Snarky MCU Grey. <laughs> I wish to make your kitchen in that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's such a colour of now, and now I'm realising, like, you know, as you go for a walk and people have got their lights on, you can see the colour of their walls and they're all MCU snarky grey. Like, it's clearly a thing. <laughs> but we had a mix of that and the sitcom world, which was this very 80s world, which is also starting to break down its sitcom structure even more so than we have seen before. Mm. Where do we want to start? What do we want to talk about? Narrative trousers. Narrative trousers. That's where I'd like to start. Have you put them on on the wrong leg of the narrative trousers? What what are narrative trousers narrative and why trousers. are we discussing them? Um, I think what I thought I'd do is is start in the middle um, when Monica is is with the fish trousers because remember right. I had like a whole thing about the fish trousers you did. and yep. then the fish trousers were back and they were like an, a narrative point and what Wanda did was get a Kevlar bodysuit and make it into some trousers with some fish on it which was a plot point for the stalk. Thereby, Wonders World not only converts things into other things, it designs them into the narrative. Yes. Punchline trousers, if you will. 
There's so many trends. I, I mean, just just you wait until I get onto my forays into the history of the internet because you're just you know you couldn't look less interested in narrative trousers. But <laughs> I think I think we're processing. I just I thought that whole scene was amazing. I felt like I was making it up. I just you know she shot the trousers. <laughs> it's just. I didn't enjoy the cavalier way she shot the trousers because she didn't check if anyone was behind them. And, you know, she's like, okay, they're going to be bulletproof. This is going to be amazing. What if they weren't? And there's some nice, you know, wardrobe lady, wardrobe person working behind that wall who gets shot because the narrative trousers didn't work. She I mean, wearing she was, her Kevlar trousers. But Clearly. she scanned them. Didn't she scan them first? Or did she scan them afterwards? Just scan them first. I think she scanned them first. Yeah. But so you know what she, I mean. Like Yeah. Mm. It's it's quite a chance to take. I mean, you know, I suppose this is meant to say that this is a confident woman who knows Kevlar when she feels it. But <laughs> you know, in which case I would I I can't speak with any authority on Kevlar. I couldn't recognise it from Teflon, so I don't Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, she had previously been wearing the trousers and I just Yes. Ke- yeah. Kevlar is a very tight crochet knit, as I understand it. That's so the thing. Really? Is it a crochet? <laughs> <laughs> Just when you do a very tight crochet knit, it's a proper thick, you can durable tell me material. Anything about crochet. I'm not even crochet. Crochet is all magic. So um, okay, so one of the things we got in this that I wasn't sure if they would include or not is something Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen have talked about, that there was a end credit sequence for Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um... That showed Vision and and Vision's body, which they were very disappointed were, wasn't used because Paul Bettany was like, I would have quite liked the uh, royalties from being an Endgame. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they used it in this. They showed us a sequence of Wanda going and getting Vision's body nine days ago. Nine days is not very long. No. No. We, we don't know how long that was after Endgame, but it does seem to have been at least a good couple of months. Well, in the real world, aren't we? Well, we we must have more of an idea of the timeline. No, I'm got, not the yeah. person to be citing it, but we they they covered time. Yeah, um, Monica came back came back into the sword facility for the first time, and um, met with Hayward three weeks after everyone right. blipped back. So that must have been when Wanda blipped back. Yeah, so it implies it's at least five weeks. Uh, no, because the blip is the end of Endgame. Yeah, and then three so, weeks later, Monica comes back. The same day that she comes back, she gets sent out and goes to Westview. Mm. She's only in the hex for a day, I think. No, yeah, no, in, in my head, that was the start of the nine days. So it, it's a maximum five weeks, actually. But yeah, it could be just three weeks. Yeah. Mm, okay. So we are pre-Spider-Man from Far From Home. Yes. Which happens a bit later. That's fine. Mm. We're getting very heavy into the wider MCU now. Yeah, and this whole scene, I right. Well, firstly, I don't like director Haywood. Okay, I don't I, think we're meant to. I very oh, really. I thought it was very subtle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I very much agree with uh, Jimmy and Darcy's take on him, um, which I rather enjoyed the way they managed to get around that. Yes, but particularly with this. Um, this CCTV, when you look at it, it isn't what he says is happening. They aren't storing Vision's body. If you look at it, and particularly they're on the four screens and then they kind of zoom into one of the screens. Mm-hmm. 
um, as Wanda goes in, and she does bust in, but as she goes into the room where Vision's body is, his head, torso and arms are on different tables. And that wasn't how Thanos found him, uh, left him. Mm. And so he's clearly being experimented on. Now, this has moved from sword being weapons, sorry, world observation to weapons. And as Rambo said at the beginning, you're creating all this AI. Clearly, mm-hmm. they've got this from Vision against his living will, which frankly, I, I thought that was a bit of a weird term because mm. it's not like he was going to do one afterwards. And he wasn't dealing with an illness. So I thought that was a bit of a weird term for it. Anyway, um, so I think this is more Wanda rescuing his body mm-hmm. than than stealing it as such. And protecting him in yeah. some sense. Because, um, yeah. yeah, of course, they, they've had his body for five years at this point. Yeah, and I imagine Ooh. this, I, I'm guessing, but within the the morality of the MCU and wanting our heroes to be good guys and what have you, I'm guessing that while Maria was in control, he was probably being stored. And then when Haywood mm. took over, so three years ago. Two or three. Two yeah. or three years ago. <laughs> then um, then they shifted direction and started using using vision this way. Mm-hmm. Is he perhaps secretly Hydra or something like that? Well. Yeah, maybe. Or just, I mean, a bit like Nick Fury with all of his stuff in Captain America Winter Soldier. You know, we think of him as a good guy, but he still wants to have the edge and is willing to bend morality. Mm. Um, and that's almost fell into the whole Project Insight thing because of that. But it was interesting with um, when Disney uh, avoids swearing by cutting away from Darcy then that whole sentence is actually Haywood is a terrorist. Yeah. Because where it cuts back to him finishing to say that one's a terrorist, mm. if you just take what's said on screen, it's Haywood is a terrorist. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was that was an interesting cut. I, I think that the way the snarky grey MCU world is working, the writing feels really odd to me in this world a lot of the time. There's, there's, I think I mentioned before kind of feeling that things got very explainy and there was quite a mouthful a lot of the time and i'm Mm -hmm. still feeling that everything is a mouthful everything is is this kind of really bulging construction of of words and plot and intention and i don't know whether it's what happens when you have a really strong contrast between two different kinds of show in one show yeah um and i don't know whether that's a reflection how interested i am of, of in one versus the other but Snarky Grey MCU by and large feels like hard work and I did I did like the scene with Monica, Jimmy and Darcy because that was the only moment where I just thought, well, at least I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I got very resentful in this episode of Monica's not being in WandaVision because I enjoy the performance so much and I'm so interested in her character and I really wanted her to spend longer thrashing that out in in the show and I, and I think mm-hmm. that we will see her again I mm. feel like in the trailers and so on there were more nods to her going back okay. mm. but I really missed her being in with those actors rather than in with the narrative trousers Aww. yeah yeah. I, I keep longing for the, for the other show <laughs> that isn't <laughs> so what, what was your feeling this time where we have got in a way there's more of a balance in that well, definitely more a balance because there was no balance at all in the uh, mm. previous one. But where we've got, we are in the sitcom world more, but it's not very sitcom now because things are breaking more frequently. 
How are you feeling about that, Abby? I am enjoying the balance between sitcom and breaking, which I think they're hitting really nicely. And I just, I thought the bit where Agnes turns, should, should I take that again? Oh, yeah. just, oh, loved it, loved it. Weird, um, yeah. I was, it, yeah, it was, but it was the total silence. There's masterful use of silence in this mm-hmm. show and in the concept of the sitcom and, you know, using silence as a vacuum and letting the tableau kind of do so much. I just really enjoyed all of all of the breaks, I think. The se- the the office sequence with Norm as well, those kind of transitions in and out of, of mm-hmm. breakage were beautifully timed and handled, I thought, and I just absolutely loved that. But I do agree that I I think one of the reasons we have Snarky Grey MCU is because a whole show of that would be a bit much because you'd always be waiting for the break. Mm. And by having the contrast, you at least get this really complicated structure mm. of of things. Um, actually, you know, it's three shows, multiple realities, mm. <laughs> infinite multiverse of whatever. Yeah, how did you find it, Matthew? I I quite like the balance they struck. I'm getting a little, uh, and this this will be depending on how they deliver that the new more. I feel like we don't know what's going on just because someone's not told us what's going on. Like, Wonder or Vision or someone knows what all this is and why it's happening. Do you think so? Well, th- and that's that's my question. If it's that it's not, if it's that it's, you know, just playing a random person, Agnes, say, doing something here, um, maybe it's fine because the people we're following, whose point of view we're in, don't know what's happening. But I found it's a little jarring when you go to Grey Snarky MCU world and they're all investigate, try and figure it out, try and talk things through. Look, what if we tried a thing? What if we do this thing? And so on. Mm. To Vision and Wanda talking and it's seeming like they know what's going on. Vision making references to I awoke his his suppressed consciousness that you're overwriting. Mm. And he's in pain, and 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 you know clearly Vision knows a bit more about what's going on than we've been told. That's what Norm told him. Yeah, I don't. Just he, I don't. He knew it. that until then. Mm. Don't, I no, think I he's decided what okay. what Wonder is capable of, and he's starting to put the pieces together. And you know, thinking like the AI he is, this is is the solution that he comes mm. up with, and it's also what Norm just told him. But when Wanda says, I genuinely don't, I, I'm not doing this, I don't know, I kind of believe her. Okay. I, yeah, I either think, obviously she's got some some control, because we can see in particular of a vision, she seems to have control. Mm. Um, not the boys, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, so either, yes, she started all of this, but she doesn't remember it. Mm-hmm. Or she's she and yeah, and she doesn't realise that she's actually controlling all of this. What I actually think it is is yes, she's got some control, but the the actual puppeting of everybody that isn't vision and and you know specific things within her her remit, let's say, um, I think that is someone else because as Norm was saying, he said she's doing this. You've got to stop her. He doesn't say Wanda, and we're obviously yep. meant to assume it's Wanda, and that's what Vision has thought because, as far mm-hmm. as he's concerned, Wanda and him are the only ones with powers, um, and the boys now. But I'm going back to I keep banging on about some kind of deal with the devil, Mephisto, mm-hmm. Dottie, Agnes. Mm. Obviously, something's going on, but the way she reacted, mm. she's either sort of doing a double agent type thing where she's playing a, a very layered game, 
where that wasn't a genuine reaction um, to to wonder about holding the babies. Mm-hmm. Or I think she, she's obviously involved somehow, but she's not being controlled. She's like acting for a very demanding director or something. The really interesting bit with Agnes is where the boys ask Wanda to do something about the death of the dog. And she yeah. goes, you can do that? Yeah, and she looks That felt shaken. like equals. Sh- mm. Shaken? She looks shaken. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see. I don't, you know, I'm hoping we're going to get, uh, uh, I'm expecting we are going to get resolutions and answers to things. I will be a little annoyed if it's the characters we're following knew it, but we just hadn't been told. That's fine for your act three of a heist, and they're hiding something about what's going to happen, but... um. I don't think Wanda or Vision have a complete picture of what is happening. Okay. I think if anyone does, it's maybe Agnes. Maybe. Um, okay. But but even then, I think there are bits missing. I, I feel like nobody has everything and there are elements. For example, I think the way that the twins are, you know, the twins are clearly aware of their own powers and abilities, mm-hmm. which I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and And... Wonder and Vision didn't seem, I suppose, not necessarily aware, but kind of they hadn't worked out how to live, I suppose, with yeah. children who are cognizant mm-hmm. of their own powers. Um, and So, yeah, nobody has everything that's going on, but everybody has their own ideas and their own breaks where they forge further ideas. Mm. But I don't think anyone has had the space to understand it all. So we'll see. We've been going for about 15, 20 minutes now, and we've not talked about the fact there are two significant MCU-type things in this episode. And I feel we should probably hit them. There is a moment where we actually see Wanda. Wanda comes out and talks to everyone and interacts with the great snarky MCU world. Yes, yes. And there's this guy that we've never seen before at the end who apparently is Pietro. Who I could he be? so much noise, my goodness. <laughs> oh, so... Please delighted and also just cross. And I, I feel guilty. I feel guilty and I feel bad for the actor because I didn't mean to look at him and be like, I wanted to hop Pietro. I didn't mean that. But it's kind of what I said. And I feel really bad because he's like the fun Pietro and, you know, and he's Quicksilver. He's not really Pietro. He's Quicksilver from the Absolutely. other X Men films, mm. some of which we don't talk about or acknowledge. Um,. <laughs> He is the best part in at least a couple of those films. And, and and Days of Future Past is very good anyway. Days of Future Past is um, very good. And he's very still good. excellent in that. He is. And that brings a great deal of joy and, mm. and magnificence in a place where he didn't necessarily need to. But I don't love his characterization of Quicksilver. It's not okay. everything I, I want. just wish I had not heard the rumours. I managed to miss the rumours, so I'm quite glad. Like, that was, it was a, I mean, I heard there were going to be kind of people coming in, but that was a total surprise to me. We talked about it on the show. I wasn't listening. But <laughs> I also, I didn't take it seriously. No, I didn't take no. it seriously at the time. And, but I listened back because I thought, I'm sure we talked about this. I listened back and it is me going, oh, there's this ridiculous idea. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I just do didn't. It. Yeah, I didn't hear that's it and good. think, like, that's a show rumour. I heard that and thought, lol. Yeah. <laughs> Surely not. As soon as he saw the back of his head, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. if, if, it, if it was Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah. It wouldn't look like Draw that. It? No. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, they would have just shown us from the front. I don't think they would have hidden it in that way. Well, also, no. he was blonde, um, wasn't he? Whereas this guy's very silver. No, the, the, the styling was very similar. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, that's why you get the shot behind, to make you think it's Aaron. This one's more the Dragon Ball Z version. Yes, yes. Yeah. Really. Um. So... Uh, uh, you know, it is an inside baseball thing. You forget podcasts after you record them. Okay, <laughs> this cool. is true. I, I couldn't tell you half the stuff I say. <laughs> it's great. Um, just just on that, mm-hmm. I love it because it's oh my god, what the hell does this mean now? This is. I don't think they're just doing it as an inside joke. You know, oh, it happens mm. to be, as you know, even as, as it's you know, it's lampshaded. He's recast um, Pietro, so I love it from a oh my god, what the hell is now going to go on? multiverse etc etc but it really missed the emotional pull for me because this Pietro means really nothing to Wanda we haven't seen him really have a proper Wanda relationship I think he's got a sister but she's in the background somewhere and we don't necessarily know if this is twin or it's a long time since I've seen that film but you know and I think I'd really wanted to see Wanda with our Pietro mm-hmm. um, to you know for that emotional hit so I'm looking for a plot point, but missing the emotion. I, I suspect, again, going for Occam's Razor, the thing will be she can't do anything about death of a living thing, but she can pull the equivalent Pietro from a different reality, different multiverse world into ours. So you think that was her? Maybe that's the thing. Uh, whether it's her, whether it's someone else, whether it's something. Yes, I think it's her. Um. See, I, I didn't, but I, I, either way, I loved that when the doorbell went at the opportune moment for her to get out of the conversation with Vision mm-hmm. and the look he gives her and all of that. I thought that was really great um, interaction between the two. What, what I'm wondering with just sticking with the Pietro thing for a minute, I would be really interested to to see what this Pietro looks like on the break of it, because... This kind of jolly sitcom version is kind of the sitcom Quicksilver we get anyway. I mean, mm. if if you think of that his characterization in those films, mm. it's not quite this, but it's not a thousand miles away. I mean, can the man do an accent? Is he going to? <laughs> what what would that emotional pull look like? Yeah. Would they have something? Or how are we working the multiverse? Mm. Does he know Wanda? Does is well, we, we don't know if Wanda knows him. There was no actual moment of, does she actually recognise him? He talks about being her being his sister, mm. but there's no, oh my God, it's my brother. Uh, you know, it, it's between seasons and they've recast Aunt Viv or something. Oh, no, they're not going to do like 2.4 children or something, are they? Well, I, 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 I doubt I it. I you know. children. I mean, um, <laughs> what's the one with Charlie Sheen? <laughs> Oh, two and a half men. It's a quite different. (laughs) (laughs) There was no prisoner episode. (laughs) Two and a half men. She looked shocked when Mm. the door opened. When she opened the Mm -hmm. door, it was there was recognition of this being somebody. She was. But she is. She is shocked at the processes as she's going through them. You know, she was continually shocked to be more pregnant. She was shocked to have her children rapidly age in front of her face. To find out about Geraldine. Yeah, but all of those things, all of those things are stuff that you wouldn't expect in a normal life, whereas opening the door and it being some person you don't know, that isn't a shocking thing, is it? Yeah, but Pietro's dead and he's got silver hair. 
it's you know he's on aesthetic for her brother who is dead and let's see what they do with the previously on WandaVision moment because the previously won WandaVision moment for Geraldine was different this week yes which I, I suspect was just narrative shortening you know it's easier to have her say a slightly different line that tells us everything mm. um but I was like hmm that wasn't the original way you did that moment. But it is also a, a televisual device of the time. You know, when you come back from the break and and it would be a different take. Hmm. That yeah. they come back, I mean, they do it in Friends and, and all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely on trope. Should we go back to the thing with Wanda? Uh, I'm going to go back to that in a minute. I okay. would like to talk about the X-Men, if that's okay. Yes, please. It's always okay. I think, I think this is the point to transition into it. I oh, told yes. you in the week that I had a new watch that I was going to watch Watch for. And it's Clockwatch. I am clockwatching. Nice. Because... Putting it on the list. On at least two of the clocks that we have seen in this show, there has been no six on it. Okay? Whether that means anything, whether it's just a decoration thing, who knows? As in, there have been numbers on all of the other points. But the not first on one that. had, like, it was a whole sort of 50 style spiky thing, and it had, like, a dark spiky thing at each of the hours, except there was no dark one where the six would have been. And the radio on the table that uh, Randall Park talks through, Jimmy talks yeah. through, had a clock on it and it had no six number on it. But the watch did, the Hydra watch did, so I don't know if it means anything. It could just be though the, the yeah, happenstance that two clocks were used that had no six. Everything is a choice. But the other thing, when I was Googling to find out if other people have noticed things about numbers being missing and so on, I found another theory. When you take the positions of the hands on the clocks and watches... See, yeah. <laughs> okay. Dear listener, Laura's just rolled her eyes <laughs> They've several times. They practically my head at that stage. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go and, on. And no, I had exactly the same thing. I was like, you guys are searching. This right, isn't sorry. true. Start again, because I, I think I'm going to have to concentrate on this one. When you take the positions of the hands on the watches and clocks that we've seen and apply them as semaphore... Okay. Yes, We've seen four the, of them. Thank you for the demonstration of semaphore. Just in case, <laughs> they form four letters. Can you guess what letters they form? Swad. <laughs> no, they don't form swad. <laughs> they is form the X Men. They form the letters X M E and N. Everything is a choice. Now, Let me remind you. I think this is reaching. I think this is, okay, it's close enough to where E is if you take the hand off this clock and the hand off this clock. It's It's got an element of that. But at the same time, if this show is to introduce it, I could see them doing silly things like that. Like no, you, like you say. Yeah. To to make a choice of, okay, we're going to have clocks in scenes, make sure we use the same four. It's a bit of fun. How How hard would it be to do that? You know, not at all. I was convinced they wouldn't use this to introduce the X-Men to the world mm. because, like, that would be worthy of a movie, of a yeah. massive event with millions and millions of viewers. I, I didn't expect they would use a TV show to introduce the X-Men to this world in some way. Mm. But I am now at the point of, yeah, I think they might. I actually I actually think they might. I think they might turn... My current working theory is that the X-Gene has always been present. Mm. that it is Infinity Stones that awaken the X-Gene or people with powers from Infinity Stones. So 
if, for instance, someone got pulled into Wanda's hex bubble, which is generated by someone from an Infinity Stone, it might awaken a latent X-Men type power in their X-Gene. You think everyone in there has powers? I think Monica does. Yeah. Monica in Monica has powers in the comics, doesn't she? But she's not a mutant, is she? No. No, but this would not be an undue change. It wouldn't be an undue yeah. change to actually say Scarlet Witch Wanda was a mutant and it was their experimentation with the Infinity Stones that awoke it in her. And that's their way of, of bringing the two universes together and re- starting again with it. In the films, the X-Men films, do they actually tell us what it is that triggers the mutant gene? But everyone's everyone's different. Like in some cases it's trauma and in some cases it's just something they've always grown up with. Hmm. It's everyone's origin story is is their own, which is kind of like, you know, the rest of the MCU in the sense that everyone's story is different. Yeah. Um, you know, Thor is just who he is mm. and Captain America had stuff done. And the idea is that there's always been mutants, it's just they've not been public. I wonder if this is where we break the universe in which there have always been mutants and the universe in which there have been superheroes and they merge. Mm. Yeah. Because previously they've been separated. Because the the X-Gene, the whole thing with the X-Men is that it's an evolutionary thing and it's the sort of next stage, the the, the whole thing of you homo sapiens and your guns. That grey moment, (laughs) which we may or may not reference later. Mm. And of course we had a reference to... Charles Darwin's The Descent of Man. Yes. And of course, as we know, Paul Bettany played Charles Darwin mm-hmm. beautifully. As we know, as <laughs> my, one of my favourite performances from a... I don't know. Um, it's yeah. beautiful. But I read it on He's the internet Charles as well. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly is his wife and plays his wife. It is a beautiful film. I cried a lot. But again, if you the whole thing of there are... you know These are all specific choices that are made. And you have to make a joke about him reading a very grown-up book to small small babies. Make it a joke, a book about evolution, but don't make it so obvious as to be the evolution of species. Yeah, make it work on multiple levels. Why not? Absolutely. And and again, everything is a choice. Before I forget, just going back to your clock theory, not the other clock theory. Mm-hmm. If there's a third six, then that's six six yeah. six, and we're back to the devil. Well, that was what I was looking for. Mm. <laughs> So maybe there's, there is another six somewhere that was missing that's not clock related, but it would just seem strange that there were two on clock. So I'm now clock watching. Okay, nice. I've got it on the list. Um, Sorry, anyway, yeah, so the X-Men. So that all sounds very feasible. Mm-hmm. Interesting then, existing already in the MCU is Terragenesis within humans. Mm. I, I always thought it was weird that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were... I mean, it, that that was just Joss Whedon picking out of a hat, right? Like, I'll have these cool ones. And then someone was like, you know, she's really powerful. This is going to make writing a script difficult. <laughs> but they aren't inhumans, are they? They're just supposedly yeah. enhanced because of the Mind Stone. Have we had inhuman... Is it just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. inhumans? Or have they made it into the MCU? No, there was an in, in, inhuman series. Oh, no, I know. But I think Marvel would pretty Which happy no to one forget watched. about that one, though. Yeah. I meant in the MCU <laughs> continuity. So maybe they might no. just drop it. Because otherwise... Because basically it's what they decided in, the, in Agents of mm. S.H.I.E.L.D. Because they couldn't talk about mutants. They couldn't use the word mutant, it's yeah. It's very similar to what we're now talking about. Is this idea mm-hmm. that it's part of the... Well, artificial evolution in that case. Yeah. Um, that's triggered by something. 
So it will be it will be interesting to see what comes of it. I'm not sure we're at a point to know because it was a few seconds long. I enjoyed that we got to have Darcy watching it and making the line that she recast Pietro. Mm-hmm. So if you're a watcher and you don't get it, it gives you a prompt to go and look at something. I'm interested in all the alarms that appear to be some sort of evacuation of the base from SWAT. Something was happening, wasn't it? Mm. Well, those aren't those the alarms that go off when the um, perimeter of the hex is breached? Oh, possibly. Possibly. Because she was definitely grabbing something and moving. Mm. Mm. I just, I, I wonder, I suppose it goes one of two ways. Either it's like, hey, wow, you know, there's the possibility of another universe in which Quicksilver is still around doing a thing and like that's your cameo and that's mm-hmm. fine. Or we crack the universe and now we are open to all sorts of mergers. There will definitely be a reason for it. I can't see that it will just be funny casting or something like that. It will be. It it will be something to relate the universes. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, there is a potential to have something much bigger, Mm -hmm. which is much clearer. Hmm. Hugh Jackman. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that poor man. Leave him alone. I mean, you know, I've been wrong as recently as this week. So <laughs> I'm just going to say, no, we won't get Hugh Jackman. Of all of all the things it'd be nice to have, I don't think we'll get Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a Magneto would not go amiss. No, that would be very interesting. And if we are talking about things people said, Paul Bettany saying it was someone he really wanted to work with, either of those Magnetos are good. But I was... Um reading something where they would do exactly this kind of speculation and apparently he's already worked with Ian McKellen before Mm. okay so that gives you two Professor X's and a Magneto yeah (laughs) (laughs) what has he been in with Ian McKellen they said but I can't remember for goodness sake, why don't I mean he can't remember, you know. I, I bring very little expertise to this show. The least I could do is remember what Paul Bettany's been in. Can we talk about Paul Bettany briefly? Can do we, you? you know, can we talk about his accent briefly? Did it go awry? <laughs> did, did something happen to his. Did he become American in part because he seemed to be going from Hugh Laurie and Stuart Little, too, which is great, um, to, you know, like some kind of American. Uh, I guess, family ties accent. Like, it wandered more than usual, I felt. And I wondered, I mean, I feel like these things are intentional because they're good actors. But I thought it was interesting. I didn't catch that. I, I feel like he was very much performing this week. That bit where he walks in, hello, wife, hello, children, hello. It, it, you're right, it's that sort of Hugh Laurie, I'm being big and I'm present on screen, look at me. And then he walks up later with his high-waisted trousers. If we're talking trousers. <laughs> They were the, some trousers. The braces were fine. The high waist I did not like. Um, <laughs> it veered into the Simon Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> but but I did. I, I was almost as if he didn't know which which show he was in. Hmm. And I because I particularly enjoyed Elizabeth Olsen's various sounds, demeanors. <laughs> um, you know, it it felt a lot more manic. And where we've seen these quite measured to the point of being very strained performances and some of the other sitcom incarnations, these ones felt like the characters were sort of reaching mm-hmm. more into the roles with varying degrees of success, but it felt different each time. Mm. Um, and then I was watching for it a bit more the second time and I thought, yeah, I could I could stand to believe that that's something that's happening. Interesting. 
Although I'm not sure about that hair. That was that was not his no, best hair. No. Oh, that was not his hair. No. <laughs> Didn't of work. all the 80s hair choices, why? Um, I mentioned Infinity Stones. You there did. was also a discussion of whether the adverts are referencing Infinity Stones as well. Mm. Ooh. Which I find quite an interesting one. Um, yes. It was one of them I didn't get. The toaster being, did they say the Power Stone? I didn't get that. Yeah, I, it, it could be anything, I think. Is that it's it's the one that we don't place anywhere? Yeah, because because yeah, one definitely was looked like the tesseract and transported her to a different place. Yeah, that was the hydrosoak, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, um, the watch seems to be very much about time. Yes, the watch. This week had a whole ether thing going on with it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which leaves us with soul, 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 power, and mind. And mind. Hmm. So yeah, because I think they was when um that conversation. I think they were saying that the toaster was power. Okay. Maybe there's something in the slogan that we've forgotten that pointed towards it. Uh, the future's where yeah. you make it, something like that. Hmm. Someone, someone, hmm. help me, and we can cut this if this is a ridiculous thing to Go ask. On. But um, what happened to the gems at the end of the? He Everything. he uses the stones to destroy the stones. Yeah, Thanos uses them to destroy them. And Captain America turn takes them back in time, um, and yeah, then goes you back. Remember, in Endgame, they had to go back in time to get other versions of the stones because Thanos had destroyed the stones in the current time, and then Captain America took them back. So they're now in the past, and the stones. As far as the present is concerned, present um, is have been destroyed. But whether you can actually really destroy them because they're infinity stones. Could you collect them through the medium of television? By going back in time. Could the power of the stones recreate the stones? I love the idea that these adverts are collecting them. Maybe. You know, in the way that Thanos was. Because we are moving through the decades at some pace. God, we could move on from an infinity stone story, though. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be the end of the saga, wasn't it? Yeah, I like it as an Easter egg. If it's back to, oh, they're in play again. Yeah, yeah. Everyone give them to Nebula. Uh, you know. <laughs> so. That would be good. I liked the reference to Lagos. When yeah. you make a mess, you didn't mean to. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Grim. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's the kind of thing that sort of suggests that it, it is Wanda. Or that it's directed at Wanda. I, know, I think now having seen this Lagos one, I'm leaning more towards this as kind of her trauma or, or experiences in her past are coming through, mm-hmm. as opposed to these actually meant to be pointing to something in mm-hmm. this current story. Interesting. Mm. Which would knock Hydra out, which I think also makes sense because nobody in Grey MCU, which... I'm really annoyed you got me calling it that. Sorry. But it's true, though. I, yes, it's I, only I do, more true I in every scene. I do see the point. Um, in small g, grey uh, MCU, um, mm. that should be all over their whiteboards. That Hydra's being mentioned. So, mm. Although you did say if it wasn't on the whiteboard, maybe it's important, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying not to draw our attention. Although, like, it's in the adverts. They're drawing our attention to it. Yeah. So maybe these are. Was was there anything new on the boards this week? Did you pause? Did you see anything? <sighs> no. I thought about pausing, and I thought maybe Matthew would have done yeah, it. That's fine, Matthew will do it. No. Oh no! <laughs> we, we all lent on Matthew, and no. The the 
it, there was still no ID related to Agnes, and there was still no picture of Dottie up, uh, which I find interesting. Those two. Interesting. Nothing else worth mentioning from them. There was nothing really worth mentioning on Vision's newspaper. Um, there was a whole lot of binary that appears at the start of when they boot up their Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the internet? Can we talk about the binary on the screen first? Yes. Because do you think anyone would go and put that into some sort of binary thing to work out what it means and what it translates to? I don't know if you've to? met the internet, Matthew, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the letter Q out of it and not a lot Oh, else. my God, you um, And a load of other people managed to put it into hex code yeah. and got a load of numbers out. They don't know what the numbers mean, and you could maybe make the numbers apply to Avengers comics, and those are do seem to be comics that have stuff about Vision and Wonder in them, so... Why not? Who knows? But there was nothing else really worth mentioning that came up on the screens, I'm afraid. It's got to be really fun being someone who makes this show, <laughs> when obviously you have layered in tons of stuff, but then when the fandom runs off on something when it's <laughs> you haven't done anything, it's completely random. <laughs> yeah, you right. just sit there watching them come up with all this stuff. Why you would though, wouldn't you? Yeah, wh- why are you guys looking up semaphore? <laughs> We're not that weird. You know? <laughs> I think the thing is, somebody who makes this is that weird. And, you know, this is the joy of getting so many specialists and so many industries to make a Bob, thing. Bob, Bob, they're thinking these are flags. <laughs> well, we're going to get them on the next one then. <laughs> you wait, someone's going to have a semaphore yeah. tattoo that says exactly. Vision. DC <laughs> forever. <laughs> a real, real long game, and all of the. Um... The TV shows are going to have these semaphore things hidden. <laughs> By the time we get to Doctor Strange or whatever it is, we'll all get no semaphore. <laughs> It'll just be a novel of the whole plot. Will have been yeah. written. Just a script. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be. Wouldn't it be great? It'd be like one of those Twitter threads where you go back and read the first letter of every. Mm. Oh no! I bet someone's done that with the script and all, haven't they? Um, <laughs> Because I was saying some of the dialogue is a mouthful, and that's what it is with these tweets, you know. Anyway. <laughs> right. The history of the internet. Go ahead. Oh. So, I mean, I don't know how much time you spend on Pinterest, but my wife lives in it. And a big problem on Pinterest with the children is that they are certain, positive, that the internet is from the 1980s. Um, and yes, I know. Yes, I know. But in your house, no, it's not. And I just thought that the choices to have people using words like internet and email, even in a computing services office, with abandon, even in 1989, in America, outside a university and military context, fine. But when you have an opportunity to provide an education, could you not have like sent them a message on Usenet? <laughs> like, so many opportunities to enjoy the digital aesthetic. And I just I just felt it didn't help. And, and yeah. you know. I thought I the, just yeah. I thought the the use of surfing the internet and that that was from Vision, and he clearly has knowledge beyond the the eighty nineteen eighty nine, and then Norm saying he said something that seemed a bit. If I'm going to send a mail, where do I put the stamp? Yeah, which no, is but that fine. Him. You know, that fit him. That that was. I mean, he used, he used some kind fine. of terminology which I can't remember, but again, he could have picked that up from Vision. But yeah, but also the not to not to show some something. I get that. Just kind of the whole way that suddenly now they were going to be connected to the internet in the office, and then there would be an email, and it it just it was I just found it really jarring and and a bit odd. And if we'd been in the nineties, yes, but if mm-hmm. we'd been in the eighties, no. 
And the idea that, you know, anyone in S.W.O.R.D. would think to email the 80s is weird. But I don't think they did. That To me, that was an email that was meant for somebody. It wasn't to Vision. That was an email mm. that was meant for somebody else, but it got picked up by... Okay, so the email wasn't... It wasn't an email. It just says S.W.O.R.D. communique. Yeah. It's it's a memo. The memo wasn't the thing. Who sent the memo? Well, it doesn't say. It doesn't say who it was from. It doesn't say who it was to. Yeah, it's about Darcy's findings, but it doesn't... Mm. It, yeah, it isn't really an email. It isn't, in the, as you say, it's more a memo. Mm. Regardless, to electrically, electronically send an email. In this way, in this scenario, mm-hmm. all of these things jammed into the 80s felt really strange and it felt like they had run out of things for him to do in the office get a fax machine (laughs) send a fax it would have been so much better to have it coming out of a thing and then the kids would be like you mean someone can make a physical message arrive in my house and then you get like little cute baby faxes that you could hook up to your phone you know like the little instagram printers that you get and it would have been a wonderful future world that marvel could have created for us they deny all this with this kind of fudging around internet history i just i felt really resentful for the wasted opportunities and electronic communication it's it's so hard because this is obviously this show and what they're presenting of the 80s is not a and you're gonna like this it's not a facsimile of real life (laughs) that's that's why i work with you matthew (laughs) that's why i'm not for much longer (laughs) (laughs) when yeah when's episode nine um but at the same time like it's only two or three years. It, it, you're exactly right. If this was ninety two, I wouldn't even think about it. No, so, but there must have been this period there where more companies were starting to look and use this sort of technology. So I don't think it's outside of the realms of possibility. It's like November eighty nine that it becomes a commercially viable hmm. thing. So I just I think it's weird, and I can only assume that it is leading us to more of same okay. in the nineties and and subsequent times because it is. <laughs> It is a real fix of of a thing to be in. Either that, or this show is made by people who are thirty two and don't and are on Pinterest. <laughs> all, all these things could be true. <laughs> I think also it is su- surprisingly hard to look at recent electronic history in a certain. Well, it, 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 does this mean like the nineties episode next time will be like, hey, have you downloaded that new app? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not impossible. Winamp on your phone. <laughs> Wasn't 90s? <laughs> Winamp. Winamp, yeah. Yeah. I oh, know, I don't even know what that is. But okay. no, apps, that was. That <laughs> well, exactly. Was, no, no, no. Exactly. That's the joke. Exactly. Um, yeah, okay. Future, future the tech used too early. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I think happening. basically. Laugh at my funny joke. <laughs> no, and we can all move on. the concept of that, Matthew. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's hmm. some weird choices in this thing where everything is a choice and a lot of attention to detail has been made around television and around scripting and appearance and the roles of various characters in television, all these things, it seems weird that technology would take a back seat. Mm. So it must be very, very intentional, or it's a mess. Or, or they just needed a way of getting that message in, and multiple people being able to see it, so you have the weird moment of everyone reading it. That's creepy. Facts. This is a way to do it. Get, have, have faxes coming out of every corner of the um, office. Mm. I mean, if wonder if wonders waters break and water falls from the sky, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
which we didn't talk about, by the no. way. I'm just, just saying. Well, what, <laughs> we let that one slide. What does happen when everyone reads the email, which Vision has a strange thing, touches the screen, touches Norm, and then Abelash expresses concern for his father and sister, and this information was obtained when Vision awakened him. Is Wanda controlling the whole town? So this was written on a piece of paper that we saw last time, yeah. that they don't expect anyone to pause and read, because mm-hmm. who would do that? Um, <laughs> which I think means... They were just edited out of order. That that document was supposed to have come later, potentially. Or them looking into the town or something was supposed yeah. to have come later. Maybe. Fine. I, f- I wonder if that scene was supposed to... The scene with them putting everything on mm. the wall was supposed to have come in this episode because that's when you see the wall again. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, what it does imply is that the people in the outside world can see those things that happen with Vision and saw Norm waking up. Yes. Which would suggest that the censoring isn't happening when Wanda's not around. Mm. When Wanda's not in the scene, anyway. Mm-hmm. It was interesting with the censoring. The other thing I was thinking about is she's not rewound since the boys came along. No, that's true. Because I suppose it wouldn't work mm. on them. Is that why? Because they're independent of her, because they are her children. Mm. Yeah, well, it seems the her magic powers, whatever, don't work on them. And they did that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that when she has actually changed something, such as when um, she suddenly made it Monday so that she could get rid of Vision because he was asking too many questions, that clearly worked on Vision. But the boys, not so much. So I wonder if it's she can't rewind now. Or can she only rewind Vision? Because, or, or a scene Vision's in? Mm. Is, the, is the only magic she actually has is Vision. She used her magic to repair Vision. But the rest of it is something else. Yeah, maybe. And and that would step very definitely into deal with the devil type thing. It certainly mm. would. I, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I don't think she has actually very obviously changed anything other than vision, other than when she like kicked Geraldine out. But that was outside of you know really what's going on, wasn't it? That was her. What did you think about the scene where Vision says, "But there are no other children." And Wanda's reaction, I thought, was really interesting. It was it it didn't really say anything. It it was somewhere between no, you're right, there aren't any other children, and I forgot about putting other children in, and just and also kind of what's going on. It was so complicated. I had a really dark thought that she'd used them to make Billy and Tommy, or somebody had used them to make Billy and Tommy. All of them. Yeah, had used all the children to make them. Hmm. I feel like there are children in the Halloween episode. Okay. I feel like we talked about this last week. I don't think so. But it would be interesting to see. Mm. And if there are suddenly, you know, who else is watching and and changing things? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. She was able to rewind the B-Man. That was when Vision was in the scene. Mm. But it's only because he was in the scene. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Mm. So I think we've only had, we've had a rewind and a reset, haven't we? So one actually did the, which is obviously my brilliant impression of rewinding. Um, <laughs> and the other one, it just jumped back again. Yeah. Talking about what we see, not what is then being censored for well, MCU. I, and I was about to say, the one thing that we've seen has been cut was the bit with her and Dottie in the radio. Yeah. Which wasn't cut for us, but was for them. Yeah, but if we mm. just look at what's cut for us, then I think it's only been those two times, and that's been with Vision in the scene. Hmm. Because, you know, the whole thing with Sparky dying, 
which um, one Sparky loved it as this this special episode and introducing the kids to death and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Two, wow, Wanda has some serious double standards when it comes to when it's okay to resurrect somebody and when it's not. <laughs> I know it's a dog. Just do it. Come on. <laughs> um, uh, three, who killed Sparky? Um, who did kill Sparky? Well, and anyway, just sorry, and and then yep. But so she didn't because she didn't rewind that. You know, the, the the difference between, okay, she's saying she can't bring him back to life or shouldn't bring him back to life or what have you. But if we didn't have this, you know, if she was still able to rewind wherever she wanted, then that mm. would be an easy fix. So, sorry, yeah, who's, who killed Sparky? Who done it? I don't know. I, uh, the bit that I found interesting was the postman saying, don't worry, your mum won't let him get far. Because mm. no, she won't. She is in control of all of it. Or they think she's in control of all of yes, it. Yes, yeah. Because cause that's, yeah, the other thing is Geraldine talked about Wanda's voice in her head and being under an Wanda's assumption? control. Again, and look, I know it's it's probably all going to end up being her and that's it. But then we have nothing to talk about. So <laughs> oh, we got remember, plenty to talk about. So, do you remember when we first started this and we said, yeah, after the first one, because that's two episodes, they'll probably be about half an hour each part. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, will we have enough to talk about? Because they're going to be short episodes. Um Monica is making sense of what she's experienced after she's been in there. Having come out, she knows that Wanda's in there. She knows Wanda's has powers um, and they have been mind control, etc. They talk about those, those are the ones that they're really only aware of to start with. Um, so if you go in and you've got a female voice in your head and you and there's grief and there's so-and-so and so-and-so, you're going to put... And then this person confronts you when you say something about Ultron and kicks you out. You're going to put two and two together and to be, well, that voice was obviously Wanda. But we know that Wanda's voice has been changing. Yeah. So would she even recognise it? Would it be Wanda's Sokovian accent or what have you? Or could it be another woman's voice? Mm. Wanda can walk in and out of this. She can choose to leave. Yes, Mm -hmm. she can. And she knows something about what it is and where it is. Yep. Mm. I can't remember anything about what she said. It's all gone from my mind. Um, the big thing for me that she said was... Because, yeah, this is where we dig into the, the wonder scene. Yeah, I mm. loved that scene. I really mm-hmm. liked that. And I loved her stance and everything. Then I would say she was in control. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she demonstrated that she definitely can do the mind control with the mm-hmm. turning all the guns, mm. um, which Magneto reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But the bit I noted out what she said is when Monica asks, you know, what we want to help you. And she says, you know, how, you know, how could you help me? What do you want? Um, and she says, I have everything I want. No one will ever take it from me. And then looks at Haywood and says, again. So again, I think this is pointing down that he, he's bad guy and, and stuff, bad things. But I went back and watched it and I haven't noted everything she said. Again, I don't think even with my convoluted theory, was saying that she doesn't know at all what's going on. She knows that she has this area where she has her nice life with her boys and her husband. Um, and she wants to protect that. Whatever other deal has gone on with some other power or or whether she knows about it, whether she doesn't, if this has just dropped in her lap and she was absolutely, you know, screaming with grief, mm-hmm. as far as she's concerned, then, yeah, screw everybody else. Without necessarily being the puppeteer. Mm. Although she's going to be the puppeteer, isn't she? It's a bit like your hexagonal cage theory. But, 
but I think it's possible to have everything. I think, like you say, if you make a deal, and the deal is you can have this as long as you maintain this is the way that you can have it, and this is what you need to do to mm. keep it. And, you know, there may or may not be consequences of that, and there may or may not be other people involved mm. in it. Because, you know, I mean, I've watched enough Supernatural to know all about deals with the devil and the consequences therein and the additional players in the game and all of these things. You know, it gets very complicated. Mm. If someone does turn out to be, like, an archangel at any point, though, Oh, I forgot about Archangel, actually. <laughs> is that an MCU character? Or a Marvel character? Oh, that's next one. Archangel. Ah. Anything could happen. Mm. Uh, no, Angel, at least. Is he, is he in one of the X-Men films we don't talk he, about? He's in the one that doesn't exist, remember? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Anyway, um, all good things. Any other major things that we've missed, Matthew? Well, her accent's yeah. definitely back. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly mm-hmm. when she was out of it. Absolutely. But when she was back in. Oh, yeah. No, she, she had the American accent in there. But yes, she definitely sounded like Wanda. So it is a choice, her having the American accent, which is great. Mm. Um, I did enjoy the scene where she comes out and she does the Magneto thing of making the guns turn. That was yeah. very nicely done. Um. And I think you're right, the thing with Monica does imply she's not totally in control because she did vaguely look for an ally. Mm. It's an interesting thing. In terms of other big things, we've not talked about the twins. Who aren't twins, but fine. Um, <laughs> they're not identical twins. Yeah. yeah. Um, twins come in all sorts. They, they appear to have been created magically out of the air for the children. So, you know, they can look like whatever they look like. Wanda's twins are identical. Okay. Um, so we're not talking about them and growing up. I I don't think there's I don't have much to say other than yes, they're definitely magical twins. Yeah, and, and the fact that <laughs> they sure are. that um, Wanda can't control them, mm-hmm. which as uh, Agnes literally says, kids, you can't control them. Just in case we miss that. Yeah, but they are in rapture with their mother and looking to her for you know obviously maternalistic guidance and love and affection yeah. and so on. But yes. They're not their own independent thing trying to become adults so they can break out. No, but I think they might be something to do with the motivation for whoever this other power mm. is. That they, mm-hmm. this is, you know, there's all those kind of like stories where you keep the mother around long enough to get what you want from the, the babies. Or yes, yeah. I can't now think of an example, but. I mean, it, that could also be the deal that Wanda has made. Let's suppose that there is one, is that she wanted to have children she wanted to be a mother mm. or she had a sense that she should be a mother or some such thing mm-hmm. and she wanted that to be with vision this is how that happens in under nine days i'm i'm hoping it all relates because this is some of the stuff that i was worried about in earlier episodes when she's pregnant she turns to vision and goes is this happening and he goes yes dear it is happening that seems slightly strange now if it is that she knows what's going on or this is so she could have children for her to be that surprised in this thing happening. It's it's a moment you include only for the TV audience who are watching that episode at that point. Well, it could be that it happened quicker than she was expecting. Maybe, maybe. So, so you know, it, it will be interesting to see how it lands, whether what we see at the end recontextualizes stuff at the beginning to make it interesting again, which I think, I think yeah. they've done some of so far that has been mm. quite enjoyable. Yeah, I do think this is going to make a good rewatch now because there mm. were points an episode or two ago where I was worried, but now I feel a little better mm. about that. 
And we've not talked about Wanda and Vision fighting. I have a note on that, which is that I think this is, again, Paul Bettany doing excellent work for pacifist rage. <laughs> and it's I think it is quite difficult to show a male character being furious and terrified in a completely non-violent, passive body language way. He points at her, but his shoulders are always back. He's always, he's never going to attack her. Mm. He's never being threatening towards her physically, even though he is beyond furious. And I thought that was really beautifully done. Mm. Really, really in vision. I liked it. Nice. I found it really interesting the turn where, where he says to her, you can't control everything. And she does her little head tilt. Mm-hmm. Can't I? And the credits start rolling. Yeah. That's it. I'm walking out of the room. The conversation's over. The episode's over. And he refuses to accept it. Mm. He goes at her to try and figure out what's going on and saying, you can't just keep doing this this way. Mm. Mm. I, I feel like they... I really like them as a couple because I do feel like there is this kind of evenness... And the way that she is about it, it's really got that kind of, but this is for your own good and you don't mm-hmm. understand and you're in several pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, And she knows that there's no way they can, they can have the conversation that she would like to have with her husband, you know, honest, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, I just, I, I really enjoy their scenes together and I really think it is the highlight and the core of the show and, uh, yeah, I thought that sequence really kind of made the episode for me. Yeah, I, I think this is obviously such a clever show, but if you didn't have that heart and that connection between the two of them, there's uh, I don't think you then would buy the grief at mm-hmm. losing him and, and, and all of that, that behind it. Um, and how, and even if we do get to the point, if it is that this isn't all wonder, that she realises oh no, this is awful what's happening. In, you know, the, the deal is not worth it or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, If we do get to the whole, she then has to, a bit like another recent um, female superhero, has to give up what she wants for the, the good mm-hmm. of the world. Then um, I just don't think that would have the same ring. I, and I'm, I'm not sure I trust that Wanda would make that choice. No, me neither. So. Which I think will make it interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if people might take that choice away from her. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do wonder if we're going to get um, Doctor Strange later on in the series and him being brought in to sort of deal with her. Yeah, because Paul Bettany's never worked with Doctor Strange, with Benedict Cumberbatch. They've been in the same movie, but I doubt they were in the same scenes. They must have been at the same red carpet scenario. Yeah, but they've never worked together. I don't know. That's I mean, work. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is a very impressive actor, obviously, but he's sort of same era as... Mm-hmm. But he's not a, a McKellen. Definitely, or, yeah. Or mm. piece of you. Although, you know, you could have always wanted to work with somebody that you shared a film yeah. with, but yeah. not been in. Maybe it's Tom Hardy, and this is going to introduce Venom to the. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, is this, is this going to be the latest rumour that is actually true, let's where you're just one. trying to, like, humour me? Let's start it. Tom Hardy, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's just get Bendit Cumberbatch, Paul Bettany. Tom Hardy. Let's get Tom Holland in. Just this entire sort of generation of British actors. <laughs> and then Hugh Laurie walks in. Hello! 
That's all we need. That would be perfect. If we could just sink into Blackadder, that would be perfect. I am waiting. Um, of course, of course, Ian McAllen and Paul Bettany are both in The Da Vinci Code, which That's I am it. currently okay. watching still. It's a really long film, but I've been watching it in bits. But yes, they are still very much in that film together. And have so. they worked together in it? They're in the same film. Okay. I mean, we're, we're really hanging on his every word because they're in Infinity War, and and it might have just been a throwaway comment. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I still hope the big cameo is going to turn out to be Stan Lee, and they go, "We've decided we're going to insert a Stan Lee cameo into everything for funsies." Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. brilliant. No, <laughs> I think that'd be a bit odd, and I think it'd really um, cheapen like those last that last cameo. I can't remember okay. what it was, but it was really because uh, it was the last one and everything. It must have been Far From Home. Yeah, well, he was he was in Endgame and then he was in Spider Verse, so I suspect there's and, and the Spider Verse one is exceptional. So yeah, maybe that one. it is. Hmm. Um, they end up floating in midair as though they're about to do battle in a very yes. heroes sort of way. They don't do battle in a very heroes sort of way with a giant M laid out in the curtains behind them. What? Like if you look at the scene, the curtains behind them is this giant M in the style of the Scarlet Witch headpiece M. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. It's one of those things, like the way they're framing it. Yeah, I was distracted by Paul Bettany's trousers. <laughs> Many women have been. <laughs> no, those particular ones. Oh wow! Yes. So again, leaning into a House of M story. Which I don't know enough yes. about, but you know they may be. Stay there. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> or else. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop talking about her. <laughs> Shh! I didn't say that about her. Uh, hi. I just, I just went to get it to see mm-hmm. how. Oh, yeah. it, I mean, does it look like curtains? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because the, the and it is the curtains. The fact that it's two windows with a curtain in the middle and curtain either side and yeah. drapes along the top but it just has this big nice yeah it was it was a suitable reference i thought abby you had four notes have we covered them yes laurie had two sides of a4 believe it or not we've been through quite a bit of it i'm just looking i have just random thoughts which um uh, i'm assuming this is when we're actually going to get the scarlet witch moniker yeah good point that that is due well, I think, was it to do with the whole fox thing that she couldn't be it called was. Scarlet Witch? Mm-hmm. So, because they really push on that hard, <laughs> otherwise, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. nothing happens after that. And they even call him the Vision. Yes. Mm. Well, Hayward calls him the Vision. Does everybody else? Oh, I thought Jimmy Woo did. He might but have. Who knows? I, yeah, I, think think what, did. I just wonder if it might be a Hayward kind of othering him as a, a the, yeah. not a, a person. Mm. I must say, I opened um, Vision and Scarlet Witch, and the first thing that happened is that even in the introduction, the comic refers to him as Vish. <laughs> Canon. It's horrid. Anyway. Did we get Viz this time? We did. Yeah. Just at least one. Yeah. Um, I liked the reference to Captain Marvel and the yeah. slightly strained look from Monica. Yeah, that was what, one of my An notes. interesting is, look. Uh, is beef with, between Monica and Captain Marvel. So I'm thinking either she feels abandoned... Mm-hmm. You know, and with her mother dying and, and what have you, mm-hmm. um, or because of the the aging difference and what have you, couple. Is there anything about them being a couple at all? No, I mean, I'm I mean, squinties. 
I I just I just felt like you know her mum was the couple, and that would just be weird. Um, so, sorry, can I can I take you back to Sharon Carter? <laughs> <laughs> you can, but I'm not sure you should. <laughs> weird family stuff doesn't seem to be that, a problem. That is very fair, <laughs> particularly because the only way for Captain America to have come back to this timeline as an old man is if he married her in this timeline as we know it, and that is his niece. Yep. Other random stuff. Um, yes, go on. Mention of an aerospace engineer. Again, I don't think they Yes. Met, but this out, no, drop that up without it meaning anything. So, Do we have any thoughts on whom that might be? I mean, Reed Richards, but bringing the X-Men and the um, Fantastic Four in through this seems like a lot, but multiverse, maybe. But there is... There is... Fantastic Four stuff coming, isn't there? And yeah. Didn't they just trailer that the other day? Maybe there was a poster or something. Ah, uh, the one I've seen chatter about is Riri Williams, Ironheart. That was what I wondered. Mm. Is this the way we get the, the sort of new Iron Man saga going on? Mm. Well, you can't go more than ten minutes without an Iron Man. Obviously not. Basically. Them's mm. the rules. Uh, I'm literally just working on my list now because we're okay. going on for a while. Um, I really hate that Haywood called Jimmy Jimmy. Because <laughs> it's not, in, it doesn't feel like in a, f- you know, we're friends way. It's in a condescending little Jimmy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, whereas he calls Monica Captain Rambo. Okay, so not Agent Wu. No, exactly. Mm. I mean, he calls Darcy mm. you, so I suppose that's one up from that. <laughs> yeah, no, he really is that character who's just so drawn to great on you. Yeah, I don't think we're meant to like him, which is weird. Oh my goodness, what? <laughs> I mean, what if? The Grey MCU world, which really is so very much the Grey MCU world. What if that too is a show? What if that's why it feels weird? Because it in itself is a parody of a procedural TV show. What if there are two shows? This is not this is not community. Amazing. It's not that meta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I know what that is now, having finally watched it. Have you now it. watched it? Hey. Yeah, yeah, finally. Nice. In the last sort of six months or so. Um the the grey MCU, it just feels like the MCU to me. It doesn't feel weird. The the writing, all of it, it just feels like the MCU. Mm. It feels very in line with the films. It feels very in line with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and maybe because I've been watching that, that yeah. it just feels normal. It could, it, But it could be an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. parody show on the side. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I feel like there's room for everything. I I would love that. I would I would love if we were getting two for the price of one. And then only at the end do they pull the curtain back, and like it's I don't know Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier are watching it on TV in their in their basement <laughs> flat, you know. And, and that's they the have to of investigate, <laughs> yeah. and that's the the whole thing for their series. There's a, as a spoof of an odd couple style, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just this ever arching kind of brilliant infinite nested television. Any more on the notes? Only that I I enjoyed our extra minutes. Yes, yeah, that made we yes. needed them. Mm-hmm. We yes. did need. Them. It does feel better as a longer show. Um, I just have two left. If mm-hmm. I can do them and start to wrap up, I paused the credit sequence to see the baby pictures, baby Vision, mm-hmm. Vision dressed up as a turkey, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen smiling and posing in war-torn Sokovia with rubble and stuff behind her. Mm-hmm. You know, a good attention to detail. Bravo them. And on Elizabeth Olsen, were they purposely trying to make her look like Natasha Leon for this entire thing? I don't know who that is. Uh, the lady from Black... F- not Black Friday. 
Natasha Leon. Have you watched Orange is the New Black? No. Uh, <laughs> Butter Cheerleader. The girl from Butter Cheerleader. Oh, which I did watch the which other day. Which you did day. watch the other day. No, nope. I did. Mm. Okay. Really? She thoroughly looks like... Okay, I will be Googling. I mean, but but how? Why would you? Why would you choose that? Why would you choose that look? Uh, what was the show she was in? Russian Doll. Oh, oh, her. <laughs> no, is that the one from? But I'm a cheerleader. Yes. Really? Yes. Gosh. Yes. Interesting. Because I was wondering as I watched it what happened to her, but for a change, I did not look it up on IMDb. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So many threads coming together yes. that I would not have imagined. Um. No, I see what you mean slightly now, especially with the headband thing. Mm. Um, and just all the big, big brown hair. I mean, but also 80s yeah. mother role. Wanda's clothes were different when, when she came out. It was dark, and I'm trying to think, did she have redder hair when she came out? Yeah, I think so. And the and coat. Blonde. Well, she was in the Scarlet Witch outfit, wasn't she? Mm. Mm. With the kind of bustier type thing. But how interesting that when she goes in... That's what comes out. Yeah. Yeah, and she doesn't come out in costume in the same way that Monica did. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting that Monica came out in costume. Mm. With the narrative trousers. Narrative trousers. Mm. Narrative trousers. No bees. No bees. No Franklin. No Agent Franklin. No? He's still gone. I think we might just have to write him off. Well, let's, let's keep him on the list to watch out for. Okay. I might change the Why Bees to Where's Franklin, because I think we've lost Bees now. Uh, yeah, I suspect the hexagon thing is so we can use the shorthand hex, and we can talk about her powers as hex powers, which is what they're described as in the comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it is all an hex, then, you know, that was quite a long road to go down to get there. Given it didn't matter that she's not called Scarlet Witch, no one cares. I No, people care because they're comic book fans. You know, most people don't care. I mean, I I care because everyone else gets to have their name, and I think that she should get to have her name. No, I, yeah, I want her to have her name. Yeah, should have her proper title. As long as she's still wandering in the same way that everybody else has, you know, their made up names and their proper names. Because we never really talk about, um, I want to say Natasha. Yeah, Natasha yeah. As, as Black Widow. I think it's a code name, but it's never used as like in the same way we use the phrase Spider Man. But that's because she's not kind of public facing, maybe, in the same way. No, generally she's referred to as Romanoff, isn't she? Hmm. I think I think she's been referred to as Oh no, she, yeah, she is in um Avengers, the guy that she's um interrogating who doesn't realise he's being interrogated at the beginning, says, Oh, the famous black widow, doesn't he? Mm. And she just and I you're think just a pretty talked face. About, yeah. yeah. She's talked about, but not in you hear everybody else being referred to. Yeah, the Iron Iron Man, Iron Man and Captain America and stuff, yeah. Yeah. But that's because we hear the people talking about them more because it's their film and we haven't had her film. But also Sp- Spider-Man is, um, well, uh, until the end of Far From Home, he wasn't, his, uh, he, his other name wasn't known publicly, was he? He was mm. just Spider-Man. Mm. But I mean, Captain America is called Captain America, isn't he? To his face. And we're not getting the, the Scarlet Witch film. We're getting the TV series, and the TV series doesn't have Scarlet Witch in the title. I mean, it's true, mm. but it's not Wonder the Vision, which is interesting. <laughs> Wonder the Vision. At some point, we really must talk about these theme tunes. I think we've gone on long today, so we're not. Yeah. I did not think we had this much to talk about this week. 
I, I feel like I could probably go another hour if I really wanted to. Same here. I, 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 think this, I think this is more about us, dense. to be honest. Though. Yeah. Might... On the basis, if you go back and look at yeah. other things we've talked about that are normally three hours, I think we're pretty controlled on this, actually. Yeah. But I, I do dig how much they're layering into these shows that we can really get excited about, that we can hypothesise about. You know, I, I think they're doing something really quite interesting here. And I think we're being rewarded for our interest. Mm. Yes. Um. You know, I I think that it is dense enough, and I do think it's interesting that we're getting these kind of, you know, the drip feed of of interview and advertising and tantalising is not stopping. No, it you know they are deliberately sustaining conversation. Yeah, which I think makes makes them realise, and I think maybe gives us a clue about how Marvel is is looking at existing. It realises that the length and longevity and success of things. Is this? Mm-hmm. It is. It is giving fandom conversation. It is giving air to things. It is not just kind of dumping everything and running. It is a trailer, a theory, a mini series, mm-hmm. a behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a drop of this and a bit of that, and an interview here and there. Like the the whole thing does feel very strategic, but mm. in a way, not 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 unpleasantly, not in a in a kind of there's an art to it. I, I feel like mm. it's conscious and I feel like it is it is coming from within. Mm. It is behaving as it would like a TV show to be. Mm. This is the show you want to enjoy. Yeah. And it, it, we're not going to make you feel stupid for that. I do have a bit of a concern for the future um, MCU Disney Plus series. So if Winter and the, Winter and the Falcon Soldier <clears throat> if Falcon and the Winter Soldier is literally just like an action buddy, what have you, and doesn't, I'm not expecting the layers here, because this is the whole point of this is layers, but if it doesn't have, you know, something clever sat behind it, I'm going to, you know, my expectations are incredibly high now, you know, not necessarily for that, but just generally what they're, what they're mm-hmm. doing for phase four, that if we just get Loki as a fun spy type caper, you know, you know I, I want I want that, and I want all of the other stuff you're going to stick behind it. Mm. Um, so I suppose that's the thing. How much can every show be an onion? Yeah. Um, and you know maybe, I mean, I think was it was it you that shared the article earlier, Laura, about how you shouldn't compare One Division and The Mandalorian mm-hmm. just because they're the only two shows on right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> but also let's compare. <laughs> but also, <laughs> The Mandalorian worked straight up mm, for me. That's you, true. you didn't need to treat it as an onion. You didn't need to tie it back into the law. And I think that with things like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think that you have room to get a fresh audience that is ready for an action show that maybe hasn't bought into some of the more complicated stuff with a billion characters and a lot of references to dozens of films that mm. you haven't caught up mm. with. Um, it, it's it's the chance to kind of reboot slightly, re-angle, re-interest. Mm-hmm. And then I think that they have shown that they can make references if you want them but they don't have to define the show so mm-hmm. i think there'll always be stuff you can see there'll always be a stark this and a cap that yeah and, you know those things will be around but i think that they're good at you know there's enough going on that i think they can make a show that exists on both planes mm-hmm. um i hope so I, I think you're right and i've seen comments from people who do not like what one division and and have said like last couple of episodes have improved a bit but they're saying Falcon and the Winter Soldier, finally a show I'm, I can look forward to. 
that kind of it's thing. What, it's what you want, um, what you expect from the MCU, isn't it? If you want exactly, yeah. mighty fighty kick kick. Yeah. And, um, but, but you know, not, not everything is for everyone. So nope, nope, you know, this could that. be our show. Loki could be, could be our show. I think Loki is probably going to be my show. I, I would suspect it's not going to be as much my show as this is my show, yeah. but I, I think I'm hmm. going to look forward to it each week. Mm. But we get—is that going to be Falcon the Winter Soldier next, and then Loki? Is yes. that what we're doing? Yes. Although there aren't. Well, I was going to say there aren't specific dates for Loki yet, but on the basis of the dates for this one seem to be moving <laughs> left, right, and centre as far as exactly when there's a break within, or not. Within theory, Black Widow coming before Loki. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, I'll see you in cinemas. Mm. <laughs> Until then, tell us what you think about the show, what you think about what we've talked about. Have we covered anything that we you think we're wildly wrong on? Do you think you have a better idea on it? Have we not covered anything? Because that's what I, I suspect there no. might be. <laughs> Surely <Well>, not. <laughs> a, no. But also, was there a, you missed the way she looked at this and this means this X, Y, and Z? You know, something that something that might be... Uh, work. Like the head tilt. Do you speak semaphore? <laughs> and can you tell me more about clocks? Thank you very much. Uh, you can get in touch on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all sorts of places. Look up at Eloquent Gushing uh, and send us a message however you want to. Or you can email podcast at Eloquent Gushing. And you can get in touch with my two wonderful co-hosts by finding them on Twitter. I can't remember where they are. Abby, where are you? At this A.E. Shaw. And Laura, where are you? I'm at Laura Geeks Out. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I can't wait to see what's coming because we've now got four episodes left. We're now past halfway. Next time we're doing theme tunes. We I've do need to the cover list. theme I've tunes. Got it on the list. Um, that felt like a clear. If there was going to be a week's gap, that felt like the cliffhanger to leave the week's gap on. But there doesn't seem to be. So let's see what comes. Can't wait. Speak to everyone next week. Mm-hmm.